Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hello, everybody. Hello. Kate, do you just want to start with how you're doing today? I know that's that's probably like everyone and... And I share how you are, Kate. Feel like shit today. (laughs) I just got a crown this morning, guys, and as I have become fully unnum, like the whole, like all the gums around it, and really just my whole jaw on that side just hurts a lot. (laughs) And uh, because why have only one thing wrong with you at a time? Uh, My stomach issues are really bad today, so. I am really nauseated. <laughs> it's all the things. So, if I, I probably sound a bit like I feel, and I might be a little slow on the uptake today, because <laughs> I feel like, I feel like crap. But, I can, we'll make it through. Yeah. I just might we'll be ma- a little we'll bit more through. confused at times. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we'll make it through. We've already decided that I'm going to do the closing moment again yes. to take that off of Kate's plate, minimize how much she needs to talk tonight. Thank you. Um, the other disclaimer thing is that it is really hot right now in Western Washington. It was near 90 today. Oh, yeah. um, up to 93 over here in sunny, sunny oh. Auburn. Okay, a little hotter where you are than where I am. Yeah, so it's really warm. We've shared this on the podcast before, but I think it was last summer probably, so it's been a while. But uh, Kate and I both live in houses that don't have air conditioning, so we have to rely on fans to cool us down. So you guys may hear fans in the background a little bit while we're recording because that's the only way to survive when it's over 80 degrees in your house. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, I was going to say, I have my thermometers because of my plants, right? So I have temperature Mm -hmm. and humidity sensors in my house. So I can tell you that in this room right now, it is in fact 83 degrees with 59% humidity. I may not always know the weather outside, but I always know the weather in my house. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty miserable. So don't be surprised if you hear some background noise. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess last but not least, I'll do self-promotion and then I will officially introduce what our topic <laughs> is for this episode. Um, but as part of promotion, promotion, promoting ourselves, um, we have two new patrons, which is really exciting for us. So we yeah. want to shout out Kaya and Katie. Thank you. So thanks for becoming patrons, you guys. Um, we appreciate you. And if you were to become a patron, yes, we so appreciate you guys. Um, if you were to become a patron like they did, you could go to patreon.com slash dbt and me to support the podcast. You can check out our Etsy shop by searching for dbt and me on Etsy. Uh, give us a rating or write us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. Um, We'd also love it if you have emails to send us. You can do that at dbtmepodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, consider checking out our second podcast, The Couch and the Chair. Woo! Woohoo! Okay, (laughs) so now we're going to dive into the topic of the evening. So today we are talking about two skills 
surprise, surprise, they are both acronyms because what is DBT without acronyms? Um, and the skills are rest and resist. And I'm going to dive into each one a little bit more as we get there. We're going to talk about rest first and then resist second. And we're just going to go through and explain what each of the letters means for how you do the skill. But there's a couple of disclaimers around these skills. Um, the first thing is that these skills to canonize knowledge, these were not skills that Marshall Linehan created for DBT. I actually did not know these skills existed until probably about a month ago when I saw people talking <laughs> about them in the Facebook group. And Me I went either. <laughs> Wait, what? There's there's DBT skills I don't know. And I quickly grabbed my DBT manual to be like, what did we miss? And these skills are not in the DBT manual. So we are not quite sure where they came from. <laughs> yeah, like where they came from. Um, however, they're skills nonetheless that are being talked about in the DBT community. And we think that, you know, depending on what floats your boat, we love to have it be that we present the information that is contained within the DBT curriculum. And you guys get to pick and choose what fits for you and what you like. And so it may very well be that when we present these skills tonight, you can just hear us out on what the skills are, and then make a decision for yourself on if these skills might be something that you're looking for. It might be a helpful way for you to conceptualize and use the stuff that it's talking about. Um, so the other caveat, which we'll reference as we go through the skills, is a lot of this is going to be review. Yeah. Um, these skills aren't necessarily going to give, if you've listened to all the other episodes, if you've gone through a DBT group, if you've gone through distress tolerance and emotion regulation, you will know what we are talking about here tonight. So this isn't going to be fresh material for you. If you're newer to DBT, this might be really new and different, but it's basically taking some existing stuff within DBT and it's repackaging it into these two acronyms. Um, and so we're just going to explain what they are. And hopefully there's something about this that, yeah, feels feels helpful. Um, they are also both classified as distress tolerance skills. So that's technically the module that these two skills fall under, even though, again, mm -hmm. to our understanding, Marshall Linehan did not design them. But when you look up these skills and find more information out about what they are, the people who did create these skills um, viewed them as being distress tolerance focused. So as a quick reminder about distress tolerance, that means you are coping with stressful things that are outside of your control. I have a funny way of putting it. At least it's stru it. it struck my funny bone. We'll see if it flies with anyone else. You know how like with movies, they say inspired by true events. Oh, uh-huh. These are inspired by... <laughs> other dbt skills right yes yeah that's very true they are inspired by other dbt skills not exactly, exactly the same as the old dbt skills mm -hmm. but very closely based on right yes like yes. most movies that are based on <laughs> real events totally inspired yeah, by or based good way on yeah. comparing it yeah, great. Um, so the first skill we're going to start off with talking about is REST, R-E-S-T. So there's four letters in this acronym, and this is an acronym that is meant to be done step by step. So the way that we talk about it sometimes with the acronyms in DBT is that there are acronyms that are more like a buffet. You get to pick and choose um, which letters you use 
what order you do the letters in of the acronym, that kind of a thing. Rest and resist actually as well. Both of them are not that way. Both of them are meant to be done step by step. So with rest, first you do the R, then the E, then the S, then the T. So that is how they were designed to be used. So that is what we're talking about here. So with rest, when you might want to use this skill, um, Kate and I both really strongly felt like this skill most resembled the stop skill from distress tolerance. Um, in the sense of this skill seems like it's a pretty quick skill to use. Stop also does not take much time. Um, most of the time, right? It, it can, <laughs> but most of the time stop is used in sort of emergency situations of like, I'm about to do something that I could regret. I don't want to do that thing. I'm going to use stop. And rest is kind of meant to be used the same way. Rest is meant to be used if you are feeling really impulsive with something. Like you're about to make an impulsive decision. Um, you want to then be using this skill to hopefully resist acting on that impulsive decision that you are thinking about. So that's what we're thinking of. Okay, so let's dive, dive in, in here. So, uh -huh. yeah, Thanks. we'll dive in. Yeah. Um, so, Kate's going to start us off with talking about the R in rest, and then we'll just work our way through the other letters. Yeah, here we go. That's a lot of letters tonight uh, <laughs> in it between is. two of them. We don't normally talk about two acronyms in one no. episode, so it is a lot of letters. Uh, so, the first one, the R in rest, is relax. Which, I don't know about you guys, but I already feel certain that I'm going to get those backwards sometime. I'm going to think the acronym is RELAX instead of the other way oh. around. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember which order it goes in. I'm just certain of this. But, right, so the first idea is to relax. Uh, Michelle and I thought that this one most closely cleaves to the R from IMPROVE. Right? This is about pausing. Right? This is about taking a breath, taking a break, maybe walking away if you need to, right? This is just a hesitation that you can put between you and an action, right? And ideally, a hesitation that you can use to help soothe your emotions, right? One of the other things, and maybe Michelle already said this like 45 seconds ago, and I'm just forgetting, <laughs> but is that both of these were specifically talking about you know, urges with intense emotions, right? Like you have sudden or really overwhelming emotional experiences. And, and these are sort of things to put in place between you and the thing you maybe immediately want to do, or maybe the thing you usually do, but you'd like to do something different this time. Um, and so I really think uh, this relax, this first R is this idea of pausing, hesitating, putting a space, right? Um, so much of the time, if we had, or maybe I ought to just speak for myself, if I had even two or three minutes in which I just didn't act, I'd probably have a lot fewer things in my past that I was as unhappy about as I am. Like, it's amazing what a short break can do, right? It doesn't have to be like I go and think about it for a week and a half. Um... Just uh, just that pause, just that moment, just that opportunity to not follow through on the impulse immediately, but instead do something, yeah, different. Um, 
And yeah, so relax. Ha, right? Maybe do a deep breath or three. Um, one of the things uh, where we were looking at it actually suggested things like saying stop or relax out loud to yourself if that's something that soothes you. Um, I don't think this whole skill is like that, but it makes me think of um, effective rethinking impaired relaxation. Right? Mm, when you exhale and say, you say relax, relax. relax. Right? So mm -hmm. if that technique works well for you <laughs> with uh, effective rethinking, uh, then you might also find saying that to yourself as you breathe to be an effective part of doing relax. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So the E stands for evaluate. So first you want to relax and then probably while you're relaxing, AKA hopefully having your nervous system calm down a little bit, um, then the next thing to do is to evaluate. We sort of read into this as evaluating basically means that you're gonna take a minute to be checking the facts of the situation. Um, we referenced this on the Check the Facts episode. We've referenced this other places too throughout the podcast, but our really quick condensed down version of Check the Facts is asking yourself, what do I actually know? And this would be a great opportunity to ask yourself, what do I actually know? Um, and I think it's important here to note that like, you don't need to problem solve here. You're just trying to look at what's happening around you. You're just trying to zoom out of the situation that you're in and just think about what is going on. Um, <laughs> what's happened up until this point? What's happening in the here and now? What do I actually know? Um, I think that's especially helpful if there are other people involved in the situation at hand that's causing you stress or leading to you acting impulsively, which is why you're doing this skill in the first place is so that you don't act impulsively. Um, but that it's really helpful to remind yourself that there may be a lot of things you don't actually know. Um, and that that can help to hopefully ground you a little bit. Um, and to get yourself into a place where you're not jumping to assumptions or judgments or anything like that. Um, just try to get your brain back online if it's starting to go down this path of just wanting to react and bring it back to looking at the facts of the situation at hand. So that's what the E stands for, is evaluate. Nice, so at this point we have relaxed. We have evaluated a bit, and the next one is to set an intention, right? That's the S is for set an intention. Uh, this one, I don't know. I, the more uh, the more Michelle and I talked about this one, the more skills we thought it sort of pulls <laughs> from or things. resembles. <laughs> So we have it as sort of like a mishmash hodgepodge of wise minds self-soothing and cope ahead. I will try to uh, make that make sense. Right? So the, this step is really about what action are you going to take as you're coming out of this pause, right? Um, the fact that it starts with this relax and this sort of taking this break, this moment to evaluate, this is why Michelle and I thought this was so close to stop, right? Um, and so, right, on the outset of stop, there's an action and, right, but you need to, one of the points is we're trying to prevent taking action that we haven't considered, 
<laughs> right? So you, I think that would make sense to me anyway. Again, I haven't talked to the people who created this skill, but that the difference between acting impulsively and not is to an extent having an intention, right? Impulsivity is kind of action without intention. It's just reaction, right? It's just snap a finger, do a thing, right? You're not really pausing. You're not thinking. You're not setting an intention before your action, right? So this is an opportunity to do that, right? When maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. So this intention... I at least have interpreted this not to mean like an intention for, you know, a week from Tuesday um, or like I will do this for the next year. This is more like what is the next thing? Right? Like the next right now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like exactly. You don't have to go past that. It's just now that you've rested, calmed your nervous system down a little bit, looked at the situation, evaluated it and checked the facts. Now that you have you're in that calmer space and you have that information. What are you going to do with it, right? What's your intention? Um, they did suggest that it can be helpful for this to be a self-soothing activity, which is why self-soothe made it into the list of things that it's like, right? To help yourself continue to calm down your nervous system, right? Maybe it's not entirely chilled out after the brief pause you've already taken. So maybe some self-soothing that could be helpful. helpful. Um, also, right, wise mind could be a good place to try and reach your wise mind before setting this intention. I kind of consult your wise mind and see what it would have to say. Uh, and the reason I thought cope ahead is this is a little bit like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is the way I'd like to cope. This is the action I want to take. Right. And that's, uh, so I thought it resembled an itty bitty meanie. Meanie? Oh, Lord have mercy, Michelle. <laughs> Not meanie, mini. <sighs> a, a mini cope ahead. My mouth is apparently not listening to me today. Um, yeah, I think that's the idea, right? This is just have an intention rather than mm -hmm. running <laughs> off with no idea where you're going. Exactly. What am I doing next? Yep, yep. totally. What am I doing next? Yeah. So the last piece of this, the T, stands for take action. So basically, whatever intention you just set, now you're going to do that thing. Without question, in my mind, this absolutely seemed to be synonymous with the P from stop. So the last step of stop, the P stands for proceed mindfully. And this absolutely just, it, it seemed to be the exact same thing, just a different letter because a different acronym. <laughs> but you're hopefully going to be taking action in a mindful way, right? You want to be taking that action with awareness. Yep with the step that Kate was just talking about with intention. So you want it to be that you feel like you have a clear mind with what you're doing and that you've chosen an intention, as Kate was also saying, that can be carried out in the here and the now. So you're finding yourself in this situation where you're having an impulse come up for you and you want to be able to do something to take action then in that moment, not taking action tomorrow, <laughs> something to take action now. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I think kind of like we were talking about with the with the intention piece, you want to have it be that you don't need to have this right all figured out. Your intention doesn't need to be anything huge. Taking action doesn't need to be anything huge either. It's just figuring out the next thing that you're going to do so that you don't act on the impulse you're having in this moment and you can get through it. 
Okay. Any okay. other thoughts to <laughs> add on, Kate? I'll uh, summarize it real briefly, but I want to give you a no, chance. To I think anything else I think I we did a good job of of setting those idea. Yeah, other than a summary, let's be the only other thing I would do. So take it away, Michelle. Cool. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna summarize it. The four letters. So the R stands for relax. The E stands for evaluate. The S is for set an intention, and the T is for taking action. So you're going to do all four of those things in order. Relax, evaluate, set an intention, and take action. And you want to make sure that you're using this skill if you are having an impulse come up for you in a stressful situation that you might be in. Um, The thing that I want to point out, I guess, is just kind of like thoughts about this skill. What stands out to me that does make it like a little, I don't know, a a little bit different to me. I think from the beginning, because it, like I said, it, it very much reminds me of stop. Yeah. But. The key difference that I see here is that we're starting off with relaxation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting and actually really important um, because you do want to be doing something relaxing, like we said, to help calm your nervous system. And then once you're relaxed, okay, then I can evaluate the situation and then I can decide what I'm going to do next kind of a thing. Because you're going to be a lot more clear headed for that evaluation if you've relaxed first, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, You might honestly, if I'm really thinking about it, (laughs) not to complicate things too much, but if you were using this in real life, I think you would still probably wind up using the S and the T from stop. So the S stands for Stop. Stop. The T stands for (laughs) take a step back. And then you would honestly probably do rest. (laughs) Stressed. No, I'm joking. Sorry. That's what it would wind up being acronym wise. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I just, I like the emphasis that it puts on. Like it just sounds more calming than stop feels. And I kind of, and I kind of like that about, about this. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense because I think of, I think. Yeah, rest is a little bit more about taking care of yourself, right? A little bit more mm-hmm. self-care like mm-hmm. and stop. I always I I often see that as like a way to interfere before maybe conflict is about to erupt between people or, you know, when you're starting to get really I guess well, starting to get triggered by something is still taking care. But like more about like more emotion regulation and less distress tolerance. <laughs> mm, that's how stop feels to you. Yeah, even though it is a distress tolerance, yes. I can understand that. Yep. I just need to stop my emotion right? from exploding like yep. it's about to explode. Yeah. Yep. So I know it's not, but yes, if I had to like the flavor yeah, difference, that that's how that feels to me. But yeah, I do think this one's a little bit more self-care-ish and a little bit less like, like, well, like, stop, right? Stop has this, stop has the feeling of it in the word. It's one of the few that I think actually yes. matches. That's true. <laughs> in all of DBT, stop feels like a stop. Like, that all feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully rest feels like It does. Rest. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Oh. I'm sorry, I was We're like, wait, am I, do I start or you start? You start. Oh, I... I got it. You got it. Uh, So with RESIST, this feels important to name, like some acronyms in DBT, uh, RESIST is not spelled correctly. (laughs) 
It's spelled in this acronym with two T's at the end. So it's R-E-S-I-S-T-T, which I think just makes Kate's heart hurt a little bit. (laughs) When DBT does things like this. Um, So seven letters. And to be honest, Kate and I, we, we can see how this skill could be interpreted different ways. So... We, when we were learning about this skill, the website that we found it on, which is dialecticalbehaviortherapy.com slash distressed hyphen tolerance slash resist. That's where we found this. It says step one, step two, step three. So we interpreted that as meaning this is a skill that's not a buffet skill. It is meant to be done in this order, that the ordering of the letters is very intentional to make sure that you're doing these steps one by one. Um, it also says though on that website, you know, use the techniques that are appropriate and helpful in the situation. So it could be interpreted different ways, but ultimately like we kind of think of it as do the first thing, right? Do the R, check in with yourself. If you're still noticing that there's, I don't know, pretty high emotions going on, then do the E and then just keep working through the letters until you can feel where you're at emotionally going down to a more manageable level if you're really in like this heightened state of emotional arousal. Or like maybe um, the impulse is passed. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, really what it talks about with this, I mean, kind of similar to rest. Um, rest was kind of designed, it seems like, for when you're having impulsivity. Um, but then for resist, it says, you know, when you're facing an unhealthy urge to use this technique. So it's kind of tomato, tomato in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> but I think an unhealthy urge, like, depending on how you interpret that, but it kind of uh, lands for me as this idea of like, we have things that we might think about or want to do all the time that probably wouldn't serve us. Just thoughts that go through our mind that like, you know, that might feel intrusive or thoughts that could really lead us down a path that we don't ultimately want to go down, but we have a brief urge come up around around it. Um, so I feel it as like this could be a really good skill to use when you're not in the moment in a really stressful situation. If you're more in the moment, I would recommend probably using rest. If you're like, I'm about to do something. <laughs> In this situation that I'm in, right? I'm about to say something to someone. I, you know, I'm about to walk out. I'm about to... Self-harm. Use a substance. (laughs) Yep, self-harm. I'm about to whatever. Um, Then I would use rest. I think this is really good if it's like, hey, I'm at home. I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm just really thinking and perseverating on this thing. Or I'm noticing that I am having an urge come up. But it might not be something that you have the possibility of acting on in that moment, even if it's something that you might be thinking about doing. So I hope that makes sense is like a little bit of the difference. But if that's where you find yourself, resist could be helpful. Um, I also want to point out before we go into it, um, because it feels important to say, we'll of course go through each letter one by one. Mm. But for five of the letters, we saw overlap with accepts. So this skill <laughs> very closely resembles accepts in our mind. And accepts is all about distracting. And again, that makes sense. If you are having an intrusive thought or you're having an urge come up that you are not wanting to do, distraction 
makes sense. So you're going to hear a lot of stuff from accepts as we as we go through this. It's going to be pretty close to that skill. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Away we go. Kick it On off. To... Yeah, you have the is R this again. One, this one is seven? Yeah, yep. seven letters. Seven, seven oh, letters. Oh, so it's 11. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the most we've ever done on one episode. All right. Lots so the, the R in resist uh, is reframing the situation. So the skills that we thought this most closely resembled uh, was check the facts and or wise mind. Um, the first thing, uh, and this is, you know, leans in with wise mind to an extent as well, uh, is actually like the concept of dialectics. This really seems to be like get out of your black and white thinking uh, and a little bit into the gray, right? Or just shifting your perspective um, on the situation such that it's a little more tolerable. Uh, One way that I have, I think, what utilized uh, a concept similar to this with clients actually in my private practice is when people say things like, I don't have any choice or I don't have any other choices. Uh, I'm very quick to point out that they do. They may be terrible choices. And the thing they're saying is their only choice is just the only palatable choice. Or it may be that the other choices have consequences they're not willing or able to face. Or, right, there's reasons that people end up in that space where they're saying something like, this is my only choice. And that's almost never the case. Um, And so to remind ourselves that we actually do have a choice and we are making a choice helps us take ownership of something, right? Helps us feel more in control of our own existence, right? Like there's a lot of benefits to it. And that's just a tweak, right? The situation hasn't actually changed. We're just reframing it so that we're looking at it from a slightly different angle. Um, And I think that's really what this portion of the skill is all about is just, you know, shifting your perspective enough that you can either, you know, if maybe you're saying everything is terrible right now, all right, well, maybe what that needs is the rest of more of a dialectic. Uh, Everything seems terrible right now, but, you know, I know I still have things to be grateful for. Or, right, something where you just see more of the entire picture, um, a more balanced or nuanced view of the picture. Uh, something that just, yeah, helps make it a little bit more palatable, even if it's not changing the situation at all. It's just changing how you're thinking about it. That makes sense, Michelle? Awesome. Was making, wanted to make no, sure. that totally makes okay. sense. Yeah, I love that you're bringing in, because it's really true. We didn't put it in the notes, but this is absolutely talking about dialectics. No question. So I'm really glad you you framed it in that <laughs> way for talking about reframing the situation, because uh, that is that is exactly what it is. I like it. Okay, so the E stands for engage in a distracting activity. (laughs) So after you've reframed the situation, um, if that's not enough to change the track in your brain, which, to be honest, sometimes top-down processes where we're just trying to change our thinking are not sufficient. We need to do something different with our bodies. So engaging in a distracting activity will actually get you... Focus on doing a totally different task is the idea behind it. Really what we're talking about here is the A from accepts. 
And the A from accepts, if you all will remember, is super vague and open for what that means. Because the A in accepts just stands for activities. Um, I will reiterate here, though, the same way we do when talking about the A from accepts, distracting often does mean moving your body. Don't just sit on your phone <laughs> and scroll. That's not going to be distracting enough. For most people watching a TV show or watching a movie, for some people that can be really engrossing and truly distracting enough. Um, but probably you are going to need to actually get up and do something. It doesn't have to be exercise. You don't have to work up a sweat by any stretch of the imagination. You don't need to do that. But this might mean you cook something. You might do a puzzle. You might um, decide to knit. You might decide to, I don't know, I'm just thinking of this because I'm in my closet. Reorganize your closet. <laughs> Clean. Um, you know, <laughs> anything that's actually moving your body and getting you doing something has the greater chance of being actually truly distracting. So you want to go engage in a distracting activity. Same thing from accepts. Um, I think we talk about it when we discuss that skill. You don't necessarily need to pick anything that's going to take hours and hours and hours and hours, but you also probably want to pick something that's going to take like more than five minutes. It's probably, I don't know, I feel like 30 minutes is a good amount of time to devote to a distracting activity and then check back in with yourself. Um, and again, with the way that we interpreted how this skill is structured, if you do a distracting activity and if you're still, again, feeling like pretty big emotions, still experiencing those intrusive thoughts or whatever it is that you're going through, then you get to move on to the next thing that Kate's about to talk about. Um, but make sure that you're actually giving the distracting activity a fair shake to truly try to get your mind on something else. And engaging in it mindfully, right? That's the other thing we always tell yes. them about and accepts. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, super important. You need to focus all of your energy on it that be the thing that's consuming you in that moment. So the f first S in resist is someone else. And it is absolutely the C from accepts the contributing C. I, there are two C's. Be more specific, Kate. Um, the contributing, right? So this is just get your mind off yourself by focusing on someone else, right? This can be reaching out and calling a friend and asking them how they're doing. So you're giving an ear to somebody else's distress. This could be going and helping your partner with some chores. This could be, I don't know. I don't, I guess this would probably be too long of a thing and maybe the activities. I was like building a, one of those little free libraries. Um, <laughs> right. But this idea is that you're doing something for someone else as a way to get your attention off yourself and whatever it is that had you in this, you know, really intense emotional state um, and or uh, just whatever is knocking at your brain's door kind of endlessly um, to keep you from acting on, uh, you know, whatever that urge is. So, yeah, I, I feel like I could talk more or less about that one because it's like to hear about this one she accepts uh the episode exactly. <laughs> yeah we do it quite a lot but yeah do something nice there you go done perfect while thinking about someone yep. else more than yourself Ta -da. awesome 
Uh, sim- similarly, I'm gonna have about the same the same thing here. It's they true. just <laughs> they just have um, it stand for different things, but it's the same thing. So the S from accepts stands for sensations, and the I in resist stands for intense sensations. We're talking about the exact same thing here. So when we're talking about sensations, whether we're thinking about it in the context of this skill currently of resist or whether we're thinking about it in the context of accepts, what we mean is doing something short term that gives your five senses a jolt, gives them a different experience than what they are used to. And that can be really mentally distracting when your body is having this feeling of, whoa, what's that? (laughs) Basically, oh, I'm not used to that, right? I'm not used to a shower that's this hot or this cold. I'm not used to music that's this loud. I'm not used to a food that tastes this hot or this sour. Um, So whatever will give your body that experience of having it go through something that's, again, I, I used this word just a moment ago, but it's going to be consuming, Right? It's going to take all of your energy to be in that moment. Um, I think also, because you were touching on this, Kate, the idea yeah. of making sure that we're doing things mindfully. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, when you're experiencing this intense sensation, it's honestly, it's a mindful activity. Uh, I don't think we often think of it that way because there's this perception that mindful activities are slow or calming or nice, but no. No. They certainly don't have to be. Um, doing something that's going to bring about this intense sensation is absolutely practicing mindfulness. And again, doesn't take long. This The way that I was talking about with doing um, a distracting activity and ha- maybe give that about 30 minutes, give this one maybe like five or 10. Yeah. <laughs> this one won't take as long. If you do it too long, you could wind up inadvertently causing harm to yourself. So... That's not the intention behind the skill. The intention behind the skill is just to get your brain elsewhere. So don't do this one for very long. (laughs) Couple minutes. Um, I'll also throw in here just because we're talking about all the acronyms of DBT tonight and how they all play off of each other. Uh, Doing, uh, in particular, the T from TIP with temperature would absolutely fall under this as well for intense sensation. So that could be an option for you is to put your face in a bowl of ice water here at this point in the skill if you want to. So there's lots of things you can do for sensations, but that's going to be your next step in the skill is to turn to that and then see how you feel after a few minutes of doing it. You're right, Michelle. I hadn't somehow reading through this, I'd agreed with every skill that you put, but I hadn't like necessarily caught on my brain was not tracking well enough to be like accepts 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 and like notice that but now Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah no this next one is uh the s stands for shut it out and it is the p from (laughs) accepts yep push away it is push away (laughs) right this is you know fix the situation where you can right deal with it when and where you can. But sometimes we are in a place, mentally or physically, um, where either the thing cannot be solved and or we are not in an appropriate place to try and deal with it, right? Um, We need to shelve it for later. Uh, And this is all about doing that, right? Uh, This could be 
I don't know, visualizations uh, for putting things in a box and putting it on a shelf, which is normally a thing I uh, do when I'm doing a guided visualization for Push Away. Um, right, but just anything where you are less likely to be dwelling on whatever is going on when it's something you can't do anything about in that moment. Uh, also, I didn't realize this until I was saying it just now, Michelle, but I think possibly the shut it out is the best indication that it might possibly be a buffet skill. Because if you're in a place where you can't do shit about it, it seems weird to have been like, try, tried to do all the letters above it and then realize, oh, I guess I can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, I think you can. I think you could have tried a few things, been like, well, that's the extent of effort I can put to this right now. So I guess I just need to put it away until I'm in a different space and time and can do more about it. But also, I can see the argument either way. Um, sorry. I am vexed yeah. by the ambiguity. I am not, uh, despite the fact that I love dialectics, I also struggle with ambiguity. <laughs> and so the well, fact the that it's not clear, it's not clear. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, the argument that I will make for why sequential. I think if we, yeah. yeah, if we are thinking of it as a sequential, first do this. Okay, that's yeah. not working. Then do step number two, right? Yeah. So on and so forth. The only rationale that I can think of for why shut it out might be there, for me personally, push yeah. away is one of the hardest parts of accepts to just uh. snap my fingers and do. Yeah. For me. I don't know if it's that way for other people, but push away to just be like, oh, okay, I can't do anything about it. I'm just not going to think about it. I know push away is a little more complex than that, but so like that is hard for me. And so I think I would need to have already done the other stuff above. I mean, uh, it's hard for me to make okay. an argument for like, why would, why would you choose to do say contributing? I mean, the someone else, right? Yeah. Why would you choose to do that before intense sensations? You know, why not do intense sensations first and then help someone else? I, I, who knows? Um, ambiguity! But, the beauty of dialectics. Ambiguity. Let's go! <laughs> yes. Um, but I do think that it would help to shut it out if you've already kind of prepped yourself with some of these other things. Or tried some of these other things first. And then been like, okay, those things aren't working. Now yep. I'm going to try to shut it out. And with the next two things that follow, I can actually see an argument too for after you shut it out, then doing these next two things that we're going to talk about as the final two letters of the acronym, that's actually kind Fair of the follow-up. Okay, you're shutting it out, and now mm -hmm. what do you do? Oh, do these next two things. So I guess I can kind of see see that argument. But No, absolutely. Yes, I, I, I could keep could arguing myself into and out of both positions endlessly. I, yes, totally. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, what was meant? Here you go. Email us. I am curious. Email yes, us. If you guys know more about resist, or if, if this was talked about in a DBT group you took, oh, I would yes. love to hear how Please. it was taught to you. Yes. So that we can learn more about this skill. Because we're starting from scratch with these skills. We don't know much about them. So we're yep. learning along with you all. <laughs> exactly. So if you have thoughts, uh, either your interpretation or how you were taught it, please, yes, send us emails. That'd be great. Yes. For sure. Okay, so on to the second to last letter. We are down to the first T. Sort of. The final T's. Yes. Sort of a T. So, and of course, in true DBT style, what I'm about to say doesn't start with a T at all. It starts with an N. So the T stands for neutral thoughts. 
probably not surprising at this point, everybody. The T from accept stands for thoughts. <laughs> so uh. the idea behind thoughts is that you basically try to overload your brain with other information to think about that has nothing to do with what is causing you stress. We can think endlessly about the things that are causing us stress. <laughs> endlessly. The whole point of this skill is to get our brain somewhere else. And putting your brain on random thoughts can really help. So I'm basically going to reiterate exactly what we say when we <laughs> teach accepts. So the way that we teach this in accepts, the activity that we do in our groups, the number one activity we encourage others to do, make a list of as many four-letter words as you can think of that start with L. And you can do that with any letter of the alphabet you want. But that can be an activity that's pretty distracting that gets you thinking about something else. You can do crossword puzzles. You can do Sudoku. You can do, I mean, honestly, this is where I would encourage you to pull an app up on your phone as long as it's something that's going to challenge you. Mm. If it's not going to challenge you, it's not going to work in the way that this skill is meant to work. So if you have an app on your phone that like really gets your brain going, do that. Go that and do your daily here. wordle. There you go. I'm cool. Yes. I know what's hip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, go do that. Go do something that's going to get your brain really having to think and work because when it's thinking and working and counting if you know kate also says you can count backwards from what is it a thousand count backwards from a thousand yep by increasing increasing prime numbers numbers, which i only (laughs) ever get like three in and then i'm like okay i can't think of any more but for that couple seconds i can't think about anything else it's too much for my brain to process we want to overload your brain this also feels important to say though and we actually don't i think say this when we teach the t from accepts but i'm gonna say it here because it is important don't get yourself to the point where this starts to feel really i don't know frustrating Uh, We don't want it to be that you are spending time doing the thoughts part of accepts and then you're like, well, now I'm just pissed off because I can't solve this Sudoku and I have a headache from it. (laughs) We don't want that to be your experience. We want you to be challenged by the thought activity that you're choosing, but we don't want you to be completely overwhelmed or frustrated by it either. Mm -hmm. Right? So don't pick, like, if I go with Sudoku as the example, don't pick maybe, like, the beginning level Sudoku if you do those all the time, but don't maybe pick, like, the hardest, hardest, hardest extreme expert level ones either. Pick something moderate, right? Something that you're going to have to work a little bit at, but something that's realistic that you can actually do. Don't challenge your brain too, 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 too much, just a little bit. And also I would say, I mean, up to you how long you do this one for, but you don't have to do this one for very long either. You know, 10, 15 minutes and then see if it was working. The other thing though, is that if it was, if you're like, hey, just did a Sudoku puzzle, that was pretty distracting. You can choose to do a couple more if you like, um, but don't feel like you have to put pressure on yourself of like, I'm going to be spending the next like three hours <laughs> working my brain. You don't have to do it for that long, just for a little bit, just to give yourself a taste to see if this is effective for you for getting your mind somewhere else. Last one. Last one. Mm-hmm. Last one. And hey, it's not like accepts. 
We're done with accepts because we've done. covered almost every letter. We're done with accepts. Letters on to improve the uh, mm-hmm. which is the order we teach them in as well, which is a little entertaining. Uh, so the last T in resist because you know there needed to be more than one is take a break. Uh, this is very much like the brief vacation uh, from improve, which of course is the V because DBT. And acronyms. Even though it's brief vacation, it yeah. should be a B. Yes! Uh, the, <laughs> I love DBT, but the acronyms hurt my heart. <laughs> um, but this is what this is, right? This is this is take a break. This is going to look differently for everybody. Um, I don't know if we've been... Men- I don't think we've mentioned this at all. Maybe this is worth mentioning. I'd have to go scroll back up and look at all the different things. But I feel certain there are other steps we've covered today uh, that it would make sense for you to, in some way, set yourself up for success there ahead of time when you're not in the distressing situation by making lists of things, right? Like, maybe these are the people I could reach out to if I want to do the thing that isn't contributing. Uh... Someone else. There we go. Uh, Right? So maybe you can, like, these are the friends I'm going to reach out to for when I practice someone else. Or, right, like, this is what, these are the kinds of breaks I would like to take or that are accessible to me. So I'm going to have these somewhere Mm -hmm. so I know what I have teed up to do. Right? Uh, There are probably others. There are a lot of things in DBT that you're going to be better served by setting yourself up at a time when you're mellow. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. so that then your distressed brain doesn't have to try and remember the shit you worked out when you were calm. Uh, And I definitely think sort of gaming out what your break might look like, like what tends to be available in my world? What kind of break can I take? What do I enjoy? Uh, Because it's going to look different for everybody. For like, I don't know, take baking. There are some people who think of baking as an absolute chore, right? Like a terror and a chore <laughs> and uh spending five hours baking something fancy could absolutely feel like taking a break to me right we're all our own people different things are going to feel like breaks to us um right but this could be something that you could put off for a day if you know it's not going to bite you in the ass for it this could even look like i don't know skipping out on a day of work if you can do that um or this could just look like ways that you take brief vacations from your life but closer to home. Something like, for instance, for me, maybe baking or playing with my pa- playing with my plants. See, I can't talk today, Michelle. I'm glad you're doing the closing <laughs> moment. Uh, <laughs> right, so, yeah. Take a break. At least that starts with a T. Huzzah! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, awesome. let's see. Do you have anything to add to that before I do some s- summary or thoughts? I don't think so. I I think we hit on every letter pretty well. Yeah. They are, I think, I don't know, I will also be curious if other people agree. I think you and I have either the advantage or the disadvantage of having gone over the things that these are based on so much that it can feel perhaps like there's not much to say. Maybe that's accurate, or maybe (laughs) that's because we're way too familiar with DBT. If you guys think we didn't say enough, write us. We'll say more. Yeah. Um, because I can absolutely see that being the case for me. Uh, but, uh, right, so in summary, and then maybe some quick thoughts on it, for resist, which in this case is spelled R-E-S-I-S-T-T, 
the first one is are reframing the situation, then engage in a distracting activity, someone else, intense sensations, shut it out, neutral thoughts, and take a break. Um, so my first thought, honestly, is that if it's going to be a lot like accepts, it took all my favorite letters from accepts, so I'm, I'm oh. fond of that. Um, and one of my favorite from improve, which of the two is my less favorite. Um, but so I, I like they sort of pulled these together in something maybe possibly meant to be more sequential than pick one. Um, because these are some of my favorite things. So I just noticed I'm like, oh, like they didn't do some of the ones that I like less from accepts, for instance, perhaps comparisons. <laughs> my least favorite letter in accepts. <laughs> Um, so I just noticed that it was a lot of sort of what I think of like the best of accepts, but, you know, put together in a different way that might appeal to more people, right? I know that a lot of folks like structure, and I can imagine that the more um, buffet type skills might feel too unstructured for some people. That's a lot of letters. When mm -hmm. I'm stressed enough, choices can feel very anxiety provoking. So uh, I can see this as possibly sort of being the accepts for those who need more structure and fewer choices. I don't know. Um, right? Like direction. Right? Tell me what to do and in what order to do it. Um, can be re very reassuring uh, when in a heightened state of distress. I can see that for me too. So I don't know. Those are the things that stood out for me. Anything in particular that stood out to you? Or thoughts on um, resist I mean, as a I... whole? <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you that I I liked the things that it pulled in. Mm -hmm. Also, just looking at it, which I suppose this is true of accepts and improve both, right? If we're looking at the acronyms from the distress tolerance module. But, like, this also blends together pretty well thinking and doing. Right? In a way, like some of the things that are related to thinking, obviously the reframing the situation, that's all thinking. So the R, but also the the shut it out, the neutral thoughts, like that's all stuff that involves the brain. But then there's a fair amount of stuff too, like the engaging in a distracting activity, someone else, the sensations, the taking a break. Like those are all things that involve like, okay, and don't just try to change your thinking about this. Actually do something differently about it, right? Really the behavior, the B of DBT. I hadn't ever really thought about that before with the acronyms as a whole, but I mean, accepts does that, improve does that. And this new acronym of resist does that too. There's, there's a mix. Um, I also like the idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, and maybe other People are not taught DBT this way as we phrase it with the buffet style skills mm -hmm. with accepts and improve of like pick and choose, decide what you like, toss out what you don't, do one letter, do four letters, we don't care, right? Like <laughs> do as many or as few as you like. Um, maybe other people are not taught the other skills in that way. And I'm with you. I totally agree that while I like 
having skills be buffet style because not everything is going to fit for everybody. And Lord knows, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by feeling like you have to do seven things in order to do the skill correctly because that's not true in our opinion. I do kind of like the idea of this being a step-by-step skill, right? First, I try this. Okay, if that doesn't feel like it, did enough for me to get me back to closer to baseline okay I'll do the next one then I'll check in again and keep going down so that hopefully you don't need the last few letters hopefully by then you've gotten yourself on a different track you've either changed your thinking or done something that's led to you feeling in a better emotional place but I do I do kind of like that idea and distress tolerance doesn't really have a skill that's like that um, as kind of this long-term step-by-step skill. And by long-term, I mean, if you were to truly do all pieces of this, it would probably take you a minimum of a good hour. Um, at least, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Um, you know, we have STOP, right? STOP is a step-by-step distress tolerance acronym that, again, is like typically like five minutes or less to do all four letters. Um, this is going to take longer, but it, but it does give more structure in a way that accepts and improves Mm-hmm. don't don't really give so i actually really echo what you're saying there kate that that i like that about this school too <laughs> yeah <sighs> on to the okay takeaways or did we just sort of do that i guess we can see if we have anything about them both we together kind of did that yeah i mean i think i was thinking throughout the episode of like okay what am i taking away from this right what what new information do these acronyms give me Um, when, as we acknowledged at the beginning, if you already are pretty familiar with DBT, these are probably going to sound like review. But what new things did this give? I, it's kind of like what I said about rest. I really like that it started with, with relaxing. I don't know, to be honest, even though resist is a very similar skill to accepts, I really like that it also starts with changing your thinking and accepts doesn't do that. Yeah. Accepts is like, just start. Pick one of these things to do. Go. <laughs> kind of a thing, right? Like, start liking, start making your list of four-letter L words if you're practicing the T, you know? Yeah. Eat that really sour candy if you're doing the S. Like, <laughs> start watching that movie or that, you know, whatever that's going to give you a different emotional experience for the E. Like, just start doing yeah. And I actually really like that it's like, nope, the very first thing you need to do is see if you can get some new information about this situation, like by reframing it. The first thing to do is see what dialectic you can find here. Then move into do things, engaging in a distracting activity, yeah. and then do a bunch of stuff from accepts after that. Um, because I do worry sometimes that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the skill of accepts can be very effective. And I do also sometimes worry that after people have done this stuff from accepts for a little while, that it's not actually getting at anything underlying. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, that's great that you just went and distracted yourself for an hour or two. But... You know, that that stressful situation may still be there more than likely. And to actually start by trying to reframe how you're viewing that stressful situation, I think that gets underneath what might be causing the stress in the first place in a way that accepts doesn't get at or that improve honestly doesn't 
really get at too much hmm. either. So I like that it starts there. I really liked the R's as starting yeah. points for both of these acronyms because I was like, that really sets a different tone with both things from the beginning. Yeah. It's not, so I like that. It's not quite right, but almost what I hear you saying is like, you feel like these two skills do a little bit of a better job at one of the things that I at least personally think DBT doesn't tend to do well, mm-hmm. which is address what's causing the thing in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I mean, this isn't going to go back and, you know, fix childhood trauma, right? It's not going that far back, but it is a little bit, you're right, not so much just, like, do the thing, but, like, shift in a different way first, right? Shift the thinking about Because they're both about, about, like, you know, controlling impulses or controlling urges, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's a little bit like, well, maybe you're having this urge because of how heightened your emotions are. So maybe relax, right? First. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe you're having this urge because of how you've interpreted the situation, how you're looking at mm-hmm. it. So here, like take a moment to reframe and see if that does it. Like see what that fixes, how that shifts it for you, if at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, those are just pieces like, yeah, the the rest piece I think is really missing from stop. Mm-hmm. And I think the reframe piece is really missing from accepts um, and improve. Yeah. So, I like it. I think that's all my thoughts. <laughs> cool. Other than, all right, no, I guess I, I like cult. We, we're big on self-disclosure and calling ourselves out. So I will call out that my initial response to these is to be a bit grumpy. Uh <laughs> came up with these where do they what are these anyway yeah right like sort of i don't know get off my lawn i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we already have enough dbt skills we don't need more let alone enough acronyms and enough bad acronyms like (laughs) so so it's nice to like to to try and allow myself the dialectic of both like all right yes i'm grumpy about it and just because i'm grumping about it doesn't mean this isn't going to be useful to someone who's listening and so it deserves this fair shake because we're all different humans. So maybe the way accepts is organized works just fucking fine for me. But this new way of doing something, someone else is like, ah, oh, this is what I've been waiting for, for this shit to work for me. Right. So mm-hmm. there you go. This I, I might be a, a bit of a grumpy old woman about it, but, <laughs> but that's me. And I'm only one person. Right? There's a lot of people mm-hmm. about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I warmed up a little bit more as we went through it. I'm still a little grumpy, but that may just be because I'm horribly nauseated and my face hurts. So, I don't know, maybe it's not the skill's fault at all. <laughs> True. Oh, there yeah. you go. That, I think, is... I just wanted to own my grumpiness because I thought it'd probably be good of us to... Me, not us, but, like, for me to be like, yeah. Initially, yep, this is where I started with these skills. Yep. This is where I am now, having gone through the episode. <laughs> yep, exactly. Awesome. So to close out tonight with the closing moment, we thought it would make sense to walk through the rest skill, the first one we talked about. So I'm going to do um, the closing moment about that. All right. So everybody just get started by... Settling in wherever you are. And drawing your attention to your breath. 
Don't need to breathe any more deeply or any more slowly. Just notice the natural rhythm of how your breath is moving in and out of your body. And now I'd like you to bring to mind something in your life that's causing you stress. We want to be mindful around not picking anything that's too stressful for the purposes of this closing moment, but something that's maybe on the mild to moderate end of stressful for you. A situation you're facing where maybe you've noticed wanting to act from your emotion mind. And yet you know that that might not serve you in the long run. So just letting this situation come up for you. And as you think about the circumstances of it, we're going to start with the R of relax. So to do this, just let yourself take a couple of deep breaths that are a little bit slower and deeper now. Allowing your exhale to be longer than your inhale. We'll just take a moment here for you to do that two or three times. Breathing in. And slowly breathing out to relax. And next, we're going to move on to evaluating the situation. And as you continue to be aware of your breath, ask yourself the question, what do I actually know? And see what comes to you. See if you can get in touch with your wise mind here to help you answer that question of what you actually know about this situation. Your wise mind might show or tell you what is within your control and what you may need to let go of. And just let whatever answers come to you here just taking it all in as information without judgment, without trying to problem solve. Just letting the answers arise.
Next, we're going to move on to the S of setting an intention. So think about what your next step is. Just one action step that you can do. Not thinking two or three steps ahead. Just focusing on what you intend to do as your next step here. The next time you're in this situation, what can you do? What might be different than how you've acted in a situation like this before? What do you want to do differently? Just coming up with one clear intention, one next step. And then last but not least, imagine in your mind's eye, taking action and doing that step that you just set an intention of doing. Imagine yourself saying something that you might need to say to another person who could be involved in the situation you're thinking of. This action step might be doing something that honors what you need in the situation. It might be an act of self-care of some kind. Just imagine yourself very clearly taking that action and noticing how it feels in your body to think of yourself doing it. And now to close tonight, just quickly remember and play out in your mind all of those four components we just discussed. Perhaps allowing yourself to take one more deep breath to relax. Remembering what you learned or were aware of as you were evaluating the situation. Think about your intention and the action you want to take regarding this situation when you're in it. And when you're ready, start to bring some gentle movement back into your body. Feeling your feet on the floor if you're sitting. 
when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.